welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here, and thank you so much for being here, too. I know your life is probably like really busy and full and there's a lot going on in your world and the fact that you take time out of your week to spend a little time with me together it is one of my favorite parts of my week is recording uh this show for all of you and so just thank you so much for being here to listen so if you hear the sound of my voice right now big old big old thank you from my hat to yours so i'm gonna keep this episode brief i'm recording this sucker on a friday night at about 6.15, which I never do. I usually record these earlier in the week. Um, and so I'm just ready to be off my computer. Double amen hands if you, you can agree to this. But also because I don't have to say a ton about what I'm about to share with you. Um, because I think it's pretty to the point. So tonight's going to be a little different. I'm going to share with you a little funny story of how the inspiration for this show came uh, came to me. And then I'm going to leave you with a, with a poem that is really impactful that is also uh, right on point for, the, for, the, for um, this episode, which I am calling You Are the Captain. All right. That's, that's what this sucker is called. You are the captain. You are the captain of your life. What does that mean when people say you are the captain, right? You are the captain, meaning you get to steer. You steer your own ship. You are the captain of your own ship. So I heard somebody saying the words the other day online. I don't know who it was for the life of me. I can't remember. I've been racking my brain, but I heard somebody say, um, uh, you are the captain of your ship. S-H-I-P, right? Now, KK's a little hot of hearing, all right? I blame it on all those years back at BU, Boston University, uh, listening to Public Enemy and Eric B and Rakim and uh, all these other groups, NWA and like on and on and on. I would like a tribe called Quest. I would like dime it. Like I would put my headphones on and crank the shit out of it. And so I think I've probably lost a little bit of uh, tonal quality being able to hear certain tones of voices. (laughs) And my poor sweetie, oh my God, you guys, my sweetie, just right now, give the guy a sainthood, just saint him right now, because his, uh, his incredible patience with me, uh, you have no idea how many times a day I say to him, huh, what? Because he said, you guys, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. He knows this. It's not really a secret, but he, his tone of voice for whatever gets lost in translation for me, um, especially if there's a secondary sound. If there's somebody else talking, if there's music in the background or the TV's on or whatever, I'm always like, huh, what? And I must say that to him like, like a thousand times a day. And he's, he's very, very, very patient with me, but he sounds a little bit like Charlie Brown's teacher to me sometimes like, 
it's not that he actually sounds like that as a human being. It's just, I can't really pick up the resonance of the frequencies of the tone of his voice. So when he talks, I really have to like give him my full attention and shut everything else off, like out of, out of sight, out of mind. And like, sometimes I even watch his lips when he speaks. And I do this with a lot of people, actually, if you ever talk to me, you might, or, or I'm listening to you talk, you might see that I watch your face very intently. And sometimes I'm watching your lips come, especially if we're in a busy or crowded place, because it can be a little bit hard for me to hear. So I'm telling you all of this because I hear this guy say, you are the captain of your ship. And something in my brain hears shit, S-H-I-T. And I just think this is the funniest thing ever. But Here's the thing. I got so inspired because I was like, yes, this person, I clearly figured out, uh, you know, within like, you know, snap of a finger. I was like, oh, he was saying you're the captain of your ship. But here's the thing, you guys, we are the captains of our ships, meaning we get to choose, we get to decide not always what is happening in our life, the things of the world that are going on. Like we, we are not in control of a lot of that. Let's just accept that fact. But what we are in control of is how we are responding to that. So who we're going to be, how we're going to be, what happens within us based on what's happening out there. Those are the things that we can do something about. So in that way, we are the captain of our ship. And you know what else? Get this, because spiritual team on the job, my spiritual team is wicked funny, right? So I'm like, oh, not only are we the captain of our ship, we are also the captain of our shit. And we are the captain of our shift, S-H-I-F-T. So being the captain of your ship is fantastic because you get to take 100% responsibility. Like I said, for who and how you're going to be, your tone of voice when you speak, your level of patience, like my sweetie, right? So things are circumstances in our lives, especially as adults. I'm not talking about little kids because little, like things can be inflicted on children all the time without their consent. But as, and, and of course, obviously in certain um, circumstances that can certainly also happen as adults. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying in general, in our day-to-day -day lives, right? what clothes we wear, what time we get up, the food we put in our bodies, the people you choose to be in relationship with, you know, when you pay your bills, like everything, we make a gazillion decisions a day, some conscious, some subconscious, but we are the captain of our ships, but we are also the captain of our shit. You know, there's this thing that I sometimes ask, and I'm, I might do a whole episode on this about, you know, how is it for other people to be in relationship with us? Like us with all our shit, all our stuff, right? All the stuff that you either haven't or don't want to deal with yet, right? Which kind of oozes into the environment around you, right? It's like almost like a terrible, you know, when they, they have these uh, toxic and terrible oil spills from those oil tankers and they like to pollutes the ocean and it like kills the birds and the fish. And it's just like a slick, shiny mess of shit everywhere. Right? So we're not only the captain of our ships, we are the captains of our shit. We're the captains of the shit that we leave behind us, the shit we pull in relationships, the shit we say, the shit we think, you know what I'm saying? And so I think it's really important to be aware of how you are showing up as the captain of your ship. Is it a nice steady ship 
right? That just kind of moves through and does what it's meant to do? Or is it kind of just leaving a trail of shit everywhere? But you're also the captain of your shift, S-H-I-F-T. So let's say you recognize, oh, all of a sudden you have an awareness. You have a little growth spurt, a little awakening, a little expansion of your consciousness. And you start to recognize that you have been the captain of shit for a long time and you want to make a shift. Good news for you is that you can do this at any time, at any time. And there's something in 12-step programs that I've heard before um, that says, you know, you can begin your day again at any time. And I've always thought that that's so fantastic. Like, and, um, I think it might've been, mm, who was it? It was not Walt Whitman. Oh my God. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. I think it was him who said, hold on. I got to take a drink. Okay. I think it was him who said, he has a famous quote. I can't recite the whole thing, but I know something about it is, um, uh, let yesterday, let the nonsense of yesterday be done, like be done with it, like be done with yesterday's nonsense. So when you recognize that you are the captain of your shift, that you can actually do something about it. It's to me, that is like remarkable freedom to understand that you do not have to keep doing what you've been doing. You don't have to keep saying what you've been saying. You don't have to keep thinking what you've been thinking. You don't have to keep believing what you've been believing. You don't have to keep doing the same fucked up patterns that maybe your parents did and their parents did and generationally and on and on and on and on and on. Amen. Hallelujah. Double amen hands. When we have the self-recognition that we are the captain of our ship, that we get to clean up the shit that we left as the captain of our shit. And we get to be the captain of our shift. We get to recognize and then do something about it. And isn't that just so incredible that we are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That we are not, um, it's not cursed. It's like when you, when you are, um, stuck, I guess that's not the word I was looking for, but you know, to know that we can change to know that we can transform, to know that we have the capacity to change who we are and, and how we show up and how we behave from the inside out, to know that freedom is possible for us. Now, it doesn't always mean that maybe the body is free, but the mind, the mind can be free. And if we can start to free up the mind, then whew, all bets are off. Amazing and miraculous and powerful things can happen. And it got me to thinking about how um, there's this poem. And this was the other thing when I started to think about you're the captain of my ship, all these different like references like went through my head. And I thought about this poem called Invictus. And this is a poem by William Ernest Henley. And I think he wrote it in like 1875, but I don't think it actually got published or came out until like another like 13 years after that. And um, the word invictus uh, in Latin means unconquered, unconquered. And now some of you might be familiar with this if you saw the movie Invictus, right? I'm not sure. Some of you uh, who are around my age, maybe it was a, a poem that you learned in school or read in school or were taught in school. Um, but it certainly was, um, if you know anything about Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela, who was in prison for about 27 years, he talks about how this poem Invictus 
was the thing that um, held him up in a way. You know, my, my meditation teacher, one of my spiritual teachers, Eknath Ashwaran, Ashwaran often talks about, and you've heard me say it before on the podcast, that we need to install these internal stabilizers. We need to install these internal stabilizers. And I've told this story once, well, probably maybe even more than once before on the show. Um, but Ashwaran talks about it like this. He talks about how you know, when he came over from um, India, he had a Fulbright scholarship. And when he came over to America to go uh, in California to teach at Berkeley, he said he took he was on this huge rickety old ship uh, and the ship that he was on, like it just did not it, it, it did not fare well at sea. And so anytime there were like big swells or big waves, like the boat went with it and it rocked everybody around. He just said, basically said people were puking everywhere. People were ill, like, you know, nausea and sick and vomiting and everything because they were just like, they were getting seasick because the ship was like all over the place, just tossing them around. And he said the second time he traveled on a ship, uh, he traveled on a ship from Long Island. He was on this ship called the Queen Mary. And he said, they went out to sea on this huge, like beautiful ship and the seas were really rough. There was a storm. And yet that ship just was like smooth sailing. And he went and spoke with, he saw one of the crewmen on board and he, he asked him, he said, how is it possible? You know, when he told them about his last experience on a ship where they were all tossed about um, by the sea, by the storm that was happening outside. And the guy said, well, when they built the Queen Mary, the way that the engineers built her is they installed these internal stabilizers so that even if the sea was rough, the, the experience inside was calm. And Ashwaran uses the story to teach about the power of meditation, the power of how the external world is going to do what it does. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. But if we, through the practice of meditation and specifically his style of meditation, which he founded and created, which is passage meditation, which I've been a, a practitioner of for over 20 years, he says that, you know, your internal state, your internal state, like just because the world goes up and down, you don't have to go with it. And what, what meditation does and daily spiritual practices, as I call them, the DSP, what they do is they give you this internal stability so that even when everything outside of your ship, when the sea of life, when the storms come, you do not have to get tossed about because you have these internal stabilizers and you being the captain of the ship can, can, can take, even if life is rocky, even if shit is all over the place, you can steer your ship from the inside, from a place of calm, from a place of ease, from a place of stability and steadfastness, right? It's like just cutting through that, just cutting through the ocean without like getting sick, right? Without getting tossed around. And so when Nelson Mandela was talking about this poem of Invictus, right? You always, you knew I was going to come back. KK sometimes takes a little journey out, but I always come back. And the reason why I'm saying that is he, he said that, that this poem would, would almost in some ways be like an anchor for him. It would, when, when, when it felt like he had lost all of his courage, when it felt like he could not get up off the ground, right? When he had been knocked flat by some storm or hello from being in prison for 27 years. 
This was his favorite poem. And he would recite this poem, the Invictus to himself, um, to, to give himself what he needed um, when things got low or things got hard, or when there was a lot of, you know, in my, he, this is clearly not Nelson Mandela's words, but I would say when the shit hit the fan, he went within himself and he used this poem almost exactly what Ishwaran would say as like passage meditation. He recited this poem, this passage to himself again and again and again. And so I'm going to read it to you because I think it's very powerful. Um, and again, remember, Invictus means unconquered. And um, I obviously did not know William Ernest Henley. <laughs> he died like 1902 or four or something like that. Um, but this poem lives on. This is the power of words. This is the power of words that have great depth. Uh, and they may have been, you know, I had heard that uh, in my reading and my a little bit of research about him, that he had been st stricken down with tuberculosis. Uh, so he had a really long stay in the hospital. And this is when he supposedly wrote this poem. And he had to lose, I think, one of his legs from the knee down. He was, it was amputated while he was in the hospital. And because of his sickness, it was so severe, he was looking at maybe having to face losing both legs. And so this is a poem that he wrote while he was going through this whole, um, this whole you know, uh, tragedy uh, and trauma in, in his stay in the hospital and not knowing if he was going to lose his, his ability to, uh, to walk and to move around. So it's called Invictus. Again, it means unconquered in Latin. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud under the bludgeonings of chance. My head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. <sighs> Just let that sucker sink right in there. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And what he's saying is no matter how hard my circumstance, no matter how hard my circumstance, he says, no matter how under all the bludgeonings of chance, right? All the shit that just happens in life. My head is bloody, but unbowed. I thank whatever gods may be from my unconquerable soul. So you guys, I hope this leaves you with a little inspiration a little reminder of the power that you have within yourself, okay? Um, I wanna also share with you something that Ashwaran said since I, I spoke about him so much. He says this, I always try to remind people that though we are small, the power that can be released in us is anything but small. Despite appearances, it is we, the ordinary people of the world, each of us individually 
who have the power to change the circumstances of our lives. We have the power to change the circumstances of our lives. And I always say, it can be wicked hard work to do it all on your own. And this is why spiritual community, spiritual companionship can be so powerful, so important to have that community, that mentorship uh, around you when you're trying to write, like sometimes write your ship. Like when some people are coming to work with me one-to-one or they come into the nest, my membership, my mentorship, right? Their ship is a little bit like, right? And we're trying to get upright, right? It had been taken on water. That shit was sinking and we're like bailing out, right? But sometimes people are just trying to come to like, get the sails, get the sails of their ship up so they can really move forward in their transformation work and doing the work. And here's what I know to be true though, doing personal, uh, doing personal work and spiritual transformation work. This is not easy to do on your own. And it really helps as Ashwaran often says, uh, if you're going to try to swim upstream against the current of life to change the way that you've been, your patterns, your habits, um, uh, the way that you have been thinking for a really long time. Yeah. And I would include also, right. The, if you listen to last week's episode and I talk about hand-me-downs, the things that have been handed down to us from our family, from our earliest caretakers, from our parents, from our grandparents, from our siblings, from our community, your church, maybe whatever. Um, when we are trying to change and, uh, and, and re-grab the wheel so we can captain our ship in a new direction. It's really helpful, he says, like the salmon that are going against the current and swimming upstream, you want wicked strong swimmers next to you. So you guys, if you're trying to create some change in your life, if you're trying to be a better captain of your ship and you wanna have left shit to be the captain of, and you're ready to be the captain of your shift as well, then I would love to invite you to get on the waiting list for the nest. All right. It's just karenkenny.com slash nest, N-E-S-T. The doors will be opening up um, in a few months again. And when you get on the waiting list, you end up being uh, finding out right away when those doors open. So you might be someplace in your life where you are um, ready to take seriously that you do have the power to change your circumstances that you are, as Invictus says, as William Ernest Henley says, I am the master of my fate and I am the captain of my soul. And if you're ready to, to seriously start to take that, that, that power. And as I would say that, um, that calling, it is a gift. It is a gift of ours. And one of the things I'll often say about you know, you've heard me say uh, spiritual shotgun before. So while we might be the, this is important that I, that I say this, we might be the captains of our ship, but we want to use a really good internal compass. We want to get ourselves aligned with our true north. And whether you call that God or source or love or universe or higher power or divine mind or the inner teacher, your highest self, I don't, you guys know me, I don't care what, what people call it. Um, but I do care that we get aligned with it because we don't, you might be the captain of your ship, but we don't want a captain who's like crashing on the rocks. And we don't want a captain who's going out to sea and gets lost and drowned, right? And the ship sinks down because they run out of, or they run out of supplies. If we're going to be the captain of our ship, let's have really good 
crew on board, right? Spiritual community supporting. Let's also have, you know, good support, good navigation, right? I always say in a GPS, God's pretty smart. So don't just be the captain who's blindly just like, let's go, right? So ask for some help. Tune in, tune in your spiritual team, your inner teacher, Holy Spirit, spirit, the, 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 the internal teacher. I don't care what you call it, but it's important if we're going to be driving these ships all over the place that we have some really fantastic guidance to help us navigate back to the truth of who we are so we can show up as who we want to be and how we want to be in the world. So remember, you are the captain. You are the captain of your ship. You are the captain of your shit. And you are the captain of your shift and your ability to do it. Remember, you are the captain of your soul. And so wherever you take that ship, wherever you take that soul, may you leave yourself, the people, the place and the animals, the whole environment, like wherever you go, just let, like leave people and animals in the environment happier for the fact that you had been there. You know what I'm saying? Like be the kind of person that when you leave, people feel, um, feel like you had, you have contributed in some way to a positive experience, to good energy. It doesn't mean you don't ever have tough days. You guys, I'm not, I'm not doing this like false, like just pretend like, um, you know, everything's perfect. I'm not saying that, but when we go into a space, let's try to bring the light to the space. Let's try to bring at the very least love and compassion and kindness and mercy uh, to the space and empathy and all that good stuff. Okay. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.